The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Good day to you, friend. Deuteronomy 29.29 is where we will find our discussion today. Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates will look at that passage, which you may have heard someone quote before, something about the secret things belong to God. This is a passage that has been quite misused in our current day, and Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates are going to have a conversation about how it is being misused today. I think you'll find this conversation very interesting, so I hope that you will stay tuned. Toward the end of the program, I'll tell you more about some articles that we have online and some products and resources that might be of interest to you, which you can find at our website, faithalone.org. Now let's get right into that discussion today with Bob and Ken. Welcome again to Grace and Focus Radio. Ken, what do you have for us today? Well, I thought another uh, passage that would be good to look at is Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, because this is a verse that we sometimes hear. Uh, one of the more abused verses in the entire Old Testament, I think. Yeah, so uh, let me read it and then... Uh, We'll let Bob for a second tell us how he's heard it abused. <laughs> Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Now, Bob, how have you heard this abused? Well, people don't pay much attention to the meat of the verse which is, but those things which are revealed to us and to our children forever, that we may do the words of this law. Instead, the part that's emphasized is the secret things belong to the Lord our God. So the way I've heard it abused is basically people saying they've come across this secret, right? <laughs> the secret thing, it belongs to the Lord our God, but he's revealed it to me. Well, of course, yes. And so I'm going to share this secret with you of this special food or this special vitamin or this special spiritual practice or this special this or that. Or they may use it to simply be a way in which they can evade responsibility. Like, well, I, you know, I really couldn't know what to do here because it was one of the secret things, you know. It's like the Lord leaves us in the dark on some things, and so I'm I'm in the green here because this was one of the secret things. Well, it sounds kind of Gnostic-y to me. You know, I don't know if that's a word. Gnostic-y. But this secret knowledge, this special secret knowledge that people have and I run into this into overseas a lot. And that, what do they say it means? Same thing, that there's a real big emphasis on God speaks to me these things that you don't know, but he's told me. So they'll they'll use a verse like this, these secret things belong to the Lord, but I've got an inside track with it. So, uh, <laughs> Even though the rest of the verse goes on to say... <laughs> There's things he's revealed, right. and those things we know, and the things he hasn't revealed, we don't know. And what's interesting is overseas that uh, usually to get to know that secret things, you got to give some money. So the MOG, which is a man of God, he has this secret knowledge, and if you pay him, he'll share it with you. Wow. Which, which is awful nice of him. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's got this special knowledge you need, and he'll share it with you for a price. But in Deuteronomy chapter 29, we're getting very, very close to the end of Moses' life. And you have this new generation of Jews that are about to enter into the promised land. 
And we're not going to read them all, but verses 9 through 15, Moses repeats this phrase, today, today, today. He wants them to, based upon the way the Lord has dealt with them in the past, they should keep his word. Right. They're going into the land. If they will keep his word, they will be blessed in the land, as we've seen in our previous podcast here in Deuteronomy. And if they obey him today, 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 as you're going into this land, obey him, do the things that he has commanded you to do, and you will be blessed. If you don't, then you're going to experience the curses that are part and parcel of the Mosaic Covenant. I do want to just talk about one verse because we find it in the New Testament. I think it's important before we get to verse 29. In verse 18, in verse 18, he says, so that, in other words, don't go after these false idols. Don't go after the false gods in the land that you're going in, which is part of keeping the commandment of God. Why? So that there may not be among you man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turns away today, there's that word again, today from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations and that there may not be among you a root bearing bitterness or wormwood. This is a verse that the author of Hebrews refers to in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. And he he says this is, has a direct application for the church. And what Moses is saying is that one person can be a root of bitterness. He can impact those around him. And the author of Hebrews is using that same thing within the church. One person can have a negative impact upon the body. The reason I bring that up is because I have a responsibility for others in the body of Christ. It's not just how I'm doing, but how are we doing And certainly here, what Moses is saying is, if you've got a family that's worshiping these other idols, it's going to entice at least some people around them, and that can cause that root of bitterness or wormwood, which is a bitter plant, to spread to others. And so this is all leading up to the final verse of chapter 29. But what does it mean when he says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. This kind of reminds me of Deuteronomy 6, 4, 5, 6, 7, where you're to teach the children. And those are the things that we may do all the words of this law, which kind of reminds me of James chapter 1. We're to be doers of the word and we're to be doers of the work. One of the things I think we need to recognize is that there were people in the law of Moses— They were pleasing to God, like David was a man after God's own heart. And those people evidently learned that the key was not focusing on the law, but it was focusing on the Yahweh, on the Lord, the coming Messiah, and to fall more in love with him and to serve him. And you can see this in some of the writings, like God doesn't desire sacrifice, but what he really wants is mercy and love and You know, these kinds of things. I think the key, in my opinion, of understanding verse 29 is what we talked about earlier. They need to do, they need to do, they need to focus upon him. They need to remember the things that he has done. And when it says the secret things belong to the Lord our God, he is not saying 
go on a pursuit to figure out all these things that God has not revealed to us, all these secret things, you know. I'm like gonna, the Masons or the Shriners or, or... Or I'm going to go into a closet and, I don't know, repeat certain things to get this special knowledge from God. I think it's very simple. There are some things that God has not revealed, and I'm not responsible to go find them out. I wonder, though, too, Ken, because, I mean, that's kind of obvious, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the things that God hasn't revealed, he hasn't revealed. I wonder if when he says the secret things belong to our God, that this isn't a reference to the fact that earlier in the book, as we've already seen, he's saying, don't go to the mediums. Right. Don't go to the spiritists. Don't go to the witches or the sorcerers. Don't go to, you know, the astrologers or any of those people. Well, what do they claim to have? They claim to have secret knowledge. Oh, sure. So I wonder if this isn't a kind of a prohibition against trying to find out spiritual truth outside of what God has revealed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think that's part and parcel with it. Sure. He talked about the dreams and raising the dead and, and, you know, communicating with the dead. What are they called? Necromancers or whatever they are, where people who talk to the dead and... And, of course, we even had that with King Saul, where he went to the witch at Endor. It seems like what this is is more embrace the things you know, but don't seek the things that I haven't revealed to you. Yeah. Because otherwise, it just seems kind of needless to say the secret things belong to the Lord. So what you're saying is it's not that he's not only not revealed them, but don't go looking for them in the wrong places as well. Yeah, I think so. And the other part of it, you know, the whole rest of the verse, but those things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Well, of course, that's directed to Israel. So us and our children is specifically the nation of Israel. But there is extension to the church, right? Sure, right. And there's extension to Gentiles even during the Old Testament era. Because God was always reaching out to the Gentiles. I think Jonah's an example of this, and there are a number of other books in the Old Testament where God has a heart for the Gentile peoples as well. Remember Naaman, the Syrian general with uh, leprosy? Mm -hmm. Evidently, God gives him leprosy, so he'll come to Israel and evidently comes to faith in Yahweh and faith in the coming Messiah. He seems to. And he places a Jewish girl in his home to tell him about this prophet. Yeah, Right, right. right. So it seems like here that the emphasis is on the things which God has revealed to us and to our children And so that we should be students of God's word. And here in in Deuteronomy 29, what Moses is saying is everything that you need to be blessed in the land and to live long in the land and to receive all the blessings of this covenant, I've revealed to you. Okay. And that's all true in the New Testament as well. Second Timothy 3, 16, that every good work, the word of God is inspired. So every good work that God requires of us has been revealed to us in the word of God. Yeah. And that the man of God may be adequate and equipped and for profitable. every good work. Yeah, yeah. For and, good work. and in Second Peter 1, 3, uh, he has given us everything we need for godliness. Right. Uh, and so therefore, act upon it. So right. essentially what Moses is saying to the nation, we've got what we need. Absolutely. In the word of God, we, you have what you need. And ultimately, we also need to say, I think, that even though the permanent dwelling of the Holy Spirit did not start until Pentecost... Uh, A.D. 33, the truth was the Holy Spirit was operative in the Old Testament and allowed Old Testament believers to obey him. Absolutely, right. So there was an operation of the Holy Spirit 
Remember, Jesus said the Holy Spirit has been with you, but he will be in you. That's what took place at Pentecost. All right. Well, thank you, Ken. And thank you all for listening and keep grace in focus. Thank you, gentlemen, for that interesting discussion. Would you like to deepen your understanding of Scripture and the Christian life? Well, a great place to start is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We've got all kinds of free materials on the site available for you. One of those which is extremely popular is our magazine, Grace in Focus. It comes out six times a year. It's full color, easy to read, and people are really growing who read it. So stop by and get a free subscription at faithalone.org. We would like to thank all of our financial partners who help us keep this show going. All gifts are tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can be a financial partner, visit us at faithalone.org. We are so happy when we hear from listeners. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode of Grace in Focus, we will bring this mini-series on Deuteronomy to a close with a discussion from Deuteronomy 30 about the choices that Israel had and that you and I have also. We hope to see you next time on Grace in Focus. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.